This podcast is proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry. Hi, I'm Gordon Muller. I'm the guru in the Doc and Guru podcast. Thanks for being with us. For those of you who don't know me, I've spent over 40 years in the media industry in South Africa and uh, pretty much made it my home, my life, my passion. I have other passions, unfortunately, for my sins. I'm an Arsenal supporter and a Shark supporter, so we're going to do pretty much everything on the show as it pertains to media, marketing and money, but we don't take jokes about Arsenal or the Sharks. I'm Doug Mateus, uh, the doc on the show. Uh, and again, for those of you who don't know me, I've uh, spent 30 years in, in uh, various companies in South Africa uh, running uh, different marketing functions. And the last job I had, I was privileged in, uh, enough to work with a team that took uh, the brand to the fastest growing brand in South Africa in 2018 with a 47% year-on-year growth. So that was a, a great achievement uh, for the team and, and, and I'm really proud of that. Uh, from a personal point of view, I do a little bit of cycling uh, and also snow skiing. So we quite enjoy that. But again, uh, today's discussion is around all things marketing and media. Yep, that's right, Doc. All things marketing and media. No subject too big, no topic too small, no subject too hot to handle please get in touch with us on our facebook page follow us like us whatever it takes we would love you to be involved with the show and uh, we really want to make it as inclusive and as energetic as i know this industry is capable of Hey, Gordon, how's it going? It's going well, Doc. Uh, really exciting times to live in. I mean, the, the remnant of the Australian Open beckons. There's been some great tennis, but I'm, I'm particularly enjoying watching the uh, World War Season 3, you know, starring Putin as Adolf Hitler, um, <laughs> Boris Johnson as Neville Chamberlain, and, and Joe Biden as the late uh, FDR. I think it's a super well, run-up to the season. Well, so I'm World War... Season three. I'm coming impressed to you that soon. you actually know what's going on in the world in that you've just come from the bush again, Gordon. I mean, most of us now towards the end of Jan are working, but you've decided to now take another holiday. And how did that all come Yeah, about? You know, when you go away <laughs> into the bush, Finn, and you'll know this global traveler, when you go to the bush with, you know, your 70-year-old rugby mates to celebrate, and they're all Greek. Yeah. So I've had four days in the bush with a handful of wild Greeks yeah. eating and drinking to excess. And then, and then Doc... You know, to Mikis Theodorakis, I have to dance, Greek dancing. Oh, I'm quite tired, actually. I'm not, not at all rested. No, I want to, I'd rather take second prize in that competition. <laughs> so, Oresti Patricios, <laughs> your mates did your Greek culture proud <laughs> over, the, over this weekend. Well, uh, welcome back, Gordon, from your, <clears throat> what sounded, I thought it was going to be idyllic, but it sounds like it was quite painful. Um, on to today. I mean, we spoke last year, Gordon, in our wrap-up show, we spoke about Bringing on some international guests this year, you know, we want to create an international flavor, mixing it up with the best of South Africans. And, and today is the first example of that. We've got two fantastic guests, one, an, uh, an old um, professional friend of yours, Sue Rooney from Canada. So, Sue, thanks very much for joining us from Canada. 
Thanks very much. It's great to be here. And I'll hand over to Gordon now just for, for you guys to catch up and, and we do the sort of uh, intro into the into the, the discussion. And then Sven Burmester. Uh, Sven, uh, welcome from, from Tampa in Florida, South African, lived in the States, lived all over the world for that matter. So Sven's in studio with us. So it's nice to, to have you. You were out visiting your son, doing a little bit of business, a bit of family holiday. So uh, thanks very much for the time. Yeah, glad to be here. Thanks, guys. Yeah, excellent. And I mean, today, the main discussion, Sven and Sue, we're going to talk about an exciting project, uh, Innovate, a book series that has gone around the world and, and at South Africa's turn. We're, we've got our hand up now. So we'll get into that. But I mean, Gordon, let me leave you to go down a little bit down memory lane and, and catch up with, uh, with Sue. Sue, yeah, it's great to have you on the show uh, from all the way across in Canada. You, uh, we've got a couple of South Africans over there now, um, Anna Oxley or Anna Carapacino. Um, over there That's now, right. yeah. So hopefully the two of you connect. But yeah, tell us very briefly about a little bit about that journey. I mean, it's it's a long way from home. How did you adapt uh, from the South African media market into that Canadian media market, or is it uh, is media just media? Is it a universal language? No, I think that's absolutely right. Uh, you know, let me preempt that saying the toughest time to be a South African living in the Northern Hemisphere is in December when social media is flooded with people in South Africa enjoying the good life on the beach, the warm weather, socializing. And, you know, we sit here with months and months of a cold winter ahead of us. So it, it, it always, you know, um, rings true that I am very much an expat South African and my heart is very much in South Africa at this time of the year. And it's fantastic to be able to connect with both you and Dr. Doug. So thank you very much for the opportunity. Uh, to answer your question, you know, I think media is media. There's lots of differences. You know, Canada is one of the top markets in the world in terms of internet penetration. So media consumption is different. There's a lot of differences um, if you look at the landscape, if you look at the ad spend, and if you look at the industries that contribute. But I think there's always those human truths. And, you know, in a nutshell, we're always talking to consumers, to people, and people around the world are the same. So while the media solution might be very different, um, you know, the way we get there is, is pretty similar to how we do it across the world. Yeah, I think I think that's a very sound observation. At the end of the day, you got to bring it back to to individuals and and you know just analyze the behavior patterns and and plug into those. But yeah, that's great. That's really nice to have you on the show. It's been a long, long time since you and I chatted, so that that's a real win just for indeed. a start. Yeah. <laughs> so, Doc, you yeah. you're driving the bus today. I think you're uh, closer to this one than me. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, yeah. Sue, thanks for that. And I think we touched on it last year. You know about marketers, and sometimes when you say these things, it sounds like so obvious. Understand the consumer, <laughs> you know what I mean. Understand consumer behavior. I mean, these things are like you know, sort of one one. But uh, but it's important that one does understand. And sure, see the nuances and changes, but certain principles are the same. But let's change tack onto today, Sven. Again, welcome uh, for the second time. Let's talk Innovate. It's a great project. I mean, you know, we've um, followed some of your journey, obviously not, not as, as extensively, uh, and we'd encourage our listeners to be part of that conversation, and we'll talk about how you can get involved a little bit later. But in essence, uh, essentially, you're talking about a book that you started as a homegrown project uh, four years ago in, uh, in Tampa, in your, in your home state, then into, into the greater state of Florida, and today 50. So let's just t take it right back to the beginning. Tell us about the history and, and why, why the need for the book called Innovate. Yeah, um, well, four, yeah, about five years ago, I actually ended up uh, doing a book. You know, I do the Best of the World series, and I ended up in Tampa Bay publishing the Best of Tampa Bay for the mayor. And um, I got to know the town real well and everyone in it, and uh, there was a chapter in the book on innovation. 
and that was you know begging to burst and um, there were so many people wanting to share their story in that um, the community and the mayor actually came to us uh, or came to me and said can't you just do a book just on innovation for us please you know we've got a, more than a hundred stories easily you know that we'd yeah. like to show and we you know Tampa Bay is tired of living in the shadow of, of Orlando and Miami and it gets all the hype you know around the world uh, well, meanwhile, Tampa's got probably a bigger tech, tech hub than both of them. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they really wanted to make a shout out. So, um, and, and they said, you can't sell advertising, you can't sell up sponsorship. This all has to be free. And I mean, ah, oh, shit. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, then, uh, but don't worry, if you pr- produce a great book, we're all going to buy them and we're going to distribute them, I promise. Yeah. Um, so I said, cool. I said, so, we, so off we went. Um, the, uh, we very quickly got 100 stories together. That was then Innovate Tampa Bay Volume 1. We managed to sell 5,000 copies very quickly. Uh, luckily in the dollar it helps as well yeah. $85 for them was nothing mm. um, and they wouldn't have to sell any advertising and all free for everyone that goes in it um, and that model then worked out um, and then much to my surprise because um, everyone corporate gifts these books as, as tools to give to clients and mm. investors and to get new recruits um, and the cities themselves to track you know companies to move mm. to Tampa Bay and um, the next thing we got a call from different mayors around the US all saying hey we want a book too Mm-hmm. And the thing kind of went viral. So um, mm-hmm. I've been, you know, running flat stick, or, you know, around America and and Canada first, um, getting all those cities done, and sometimes the states. Uh, and then it crossed over to Europe. The uh, mayor of Orias in Portugal, mm-hmm. he gave us a call and he said, no, uh, it's Orias Valley, we're the Silicon Valley of Europe. Yeah. Uh, so he wanted a book and he said, I'll do the, buy the first 3,000 and please hurry up and do it. And then from there, <laughs> it just kept going. And, um, and, and of course, we're a bunch of South Africans. You know, all this design and all the editing, all all this gets done between Joburg and Cape Town, yeah. um, which is probably a good thing that gets done in rands and we charge in dollars. So, yeah. you know, um, yeah. so that's kind of how it started, really. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's a fantastic story that you know, you, as you say, you started. I want to say small, but I mean, those volumes of, of initial purchases, it's quite it's quite nice to get that as a kickstart and then get into you know get into the, the global. Uh, space, if, if you like. Also, nice to hear that you know a lot of your people are still in South Africa working with you, obviously resident in the United States and, and soon in Canada. So, uh, so that's quite nice. And Gordon, you were going to just chat a little bit about that that model in uh, in terms of, of the financing. Yeah, look, I mean, for me, it's intriguing. Obviously, the word free, you know, tends to, to run up the alarm bells because, you know, that unless you're a member of the ANC, things have to be paid for. Um, but, yeah, so I understand now this is a, it's a well-established practice of, of publishing something and then using the, the participants as, as core distributors, um, which at least allows you to control you know what you want to do with it i mean i think you less you less at risk on this model than you would be in some of the older ways of doing this where you pay x for an ad against a possible circulation often without an abc certificate so at least you know you you control your own destiny on this one which i think is which is a better model yeah the, the, the term pay to play that's very popular yeah. in america everyone hates the pay to play model mm. um and if you if it's pay to play then in whoever paid goes in there it's not authentic mm. and yeah. um then it's you know self-promotion it doesn't add mm. any value um you can't decide who goes in there and 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 often you know it's very important that you you politically correct in one of these books as well in america they you know if it's a book full of middle-aged white men i get into big trouble you know i'm going to yeah. make sure there's all all races in there mm. and women and you know you've got to be you know, it's not just um, who's the best. There's also a whole political side to it. 
So, um, you know, you got to, and, mm. and then if you get it right and, and people buy the books, and, and that's, that's a lot more fun than selling advertising, I can tell you. Yeah. So. so, I mean, I think, if, you know, if you, what's interesting to me, so you came out of the stable of the best of, because one of the things we chatted about before the show is how come it took you so long to get to South Africa, but the best of was a different exercise entirely. So Innovate is a very new almost a startup within that stable um so we forgive you for you know only getting to us now but what's intriguing to me is that in that balance you've gone it's not just geolocated anymore you started off with geographies like miami and and various hot spots but you've moved now into industries or even concepts i mean we, we you could do an innovate on you know, on the, on the aeronautical industry, for instance. Yeah. Um, so we, when we finished um, Innovate Montreal, there was a chapter in there on artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. um, and then the government of Quebec called us and said, you know, uh, we like those 10 companies you put in there. But, you know, there's a thousand AI companies yeah. into Quebec. Can you please publish a book just on AI? Mm -hmm. So then we did, you know, AI Quebec. Yeah. Um, the uh, We also just finished a book on uh, gaming and esports and in there's a whole chapter on the blockchain so we got to know everything about you know the whole blockchain industry and then yeah. and they, they want a book so now it's innovate the blockchain mm -hmm. um so every industry can have a book in every city um and if you look at the you know there's ten thousand cities in the world um so just because we've done 50 is nothing really yeah. um yeah. if i do 10 percent of the most innovative cities that's a thousand i've got to still do and that's excluding the industry so yeah. you know does that include quebec are, are you on the mat doc <laughs> <laughs> you're talking you got to now you got to go formally known as you're talking formally you know, known as Port Elizabeth yeah. you know, an American yeah. he doesn't know you thought you meant Quebec Sue <laughs> <laughs> so just, uh, just chatting a little bit and I mean obviously the, the good thing about this book is there's so many audiences I mean there's governments involved there's companies involved, the individuals, there's startups, there's, there's different types. So, I mean, it's got quite a wide appeal. And, I mean, you guys have been quite successful at talking to a range of, I want to say, innovators. And within innovation, there are degrees of innovation. I mean, you know, there's not just one definition. You can be an entrepreneur working inside an organization. You can be an entrepreneur, an out-and-out -out techie type innovator, an innovator of different things. Is that, is that sort of right? Is that kind of the where you're looking at, at, at the market? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as you say, innovation can mean many things to many people, and it's not always the big idea. Oftentimes, it's a very small idea that's got big potential. And taking this product across South Africa has been fantastic. Everybody that we've spoken to has been widely accepting of it. There are so many good news stories in South Africa and stories of success. And I think that, you know, what this book promises to be is a great representation of that innovation ecosystem from government. We in advanced stages of discussion with the Department of Science and Industry, with TIA. And, um, you know, that promises to be a great collaboration. We've got a lot of private sector on board, you know, the likes of Sasol, Sunlum, Nando's, those types of organizations that have committed to the project and are partnering with us on this, as well as, as small startups and, you know, little organizations. We've got, um, there's a great story coming out of Franschuk about a pig called Picasso. And Picasso is a representation and he does his own art and he's actually exhibited in galleries in Amsterdam. And, you know, they're using him mm. as the icon to talk about climate change and the relationship between food and animals so from small little stories like that all the way to multinationals and the government there's an opportunity for them to be showcased in this book 
Well, that's, I mean, you know, <laughs> Doc, Gordon. You, you are misbehaving, and I know exactly no, where you're going with No, this. no, no, you don't, Gordon. <laughs> you don't. I was going to reference our friend Rainer Behrens, who was the CEO oh. of Frontier Tourism. Remember that's we a had, relief. We I had, thought you were going to talk about Prickhasso, no, who was the, yeah. was the other artist that we <laughs> had in I, South Africa. I, I, I've never heard of him. Okay. I, that, I remember that story. No, you yes, don't. We did you at don't. The, at, the, at the sex epo, you, that was you, very innovative. No, I might no, tell you. No, you don't see at all. You don't remember that. What you remember is our discussion. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, jokes aside, you know, and I think it, it is quite, just talking a little bit about Fonchuk, and I don't want to go off track mm. on that now. We um, had the CEO of Fonchuk Valley Tourism, a guy I know really well, Ryan Behrens, ex-ad guy, who you may know him. He was, at, he was at Hanson and Leo Burnett and a few other places. Anyway, Reiner's challenge with the whole lockdown and Fonchuk is so dependent on foreign tourists as opposed to, say, Stellenbosch. It's kind of more mainstream. Anyway, we were chatting about trying to solve that problem. So it's quite interesting, I mean, uh, that you now got a pig as as the sort of one <laughs> of the icons coming out of, out of that valley. So, yeah. And again, you know, just uh, Sven and Sue, for whoever, um, for, for companies in South Africa, if you're listening to the podcast and you want to put your hand up, how do people get around doing this? Where do they have to go? Is there a website? Do they contact somebody? How do they be part of this conversation? You're listening to The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media. Well, in South Africa, we've got a great collaboration with Anne Kirkpatrick, who many people know as sort of the face of the Marketing Achievement Awards. So Anne is our on-the-ground publisher, and she's working with uh, Debbie Illenfeld, who's also a great communicator and, and well-known in the marketing and ad world. And they can reach out to either Debbie or Anne or myself at um, debbieannstew at innovationsoftheworld.com. Alternatively, our website, innovationsoftheworld.com, is a fantastic starting point, and that's our global site. But there is a page dedicated to South Africa with um, contact details available there. Yeah, I was on it this morning. It's quite easy to navigate. So I would just encourage anybody who is interested to, to have a look and just um, check it out first. Um, but failing that, you know, we'll talk to Sven in a moment and get some other contact details. But just I want to backtrack on one thing, lest we, we do a disservice here. We, there is a magnificent book right here on our broadcast deck table, um, which is the Miami Innovate. But within that book, I mean, there's so many other elements. One of it is the is the uh, augmented reality element. So it's 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 a book on steroids. It's not a book as we would understand it 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so you know, you can't have a you know book is old school, right? Um, we had to add some innovation ourselves. Mm. Um, we have to start off with adding wood-free paper. Um, you know, we can't be cutting down trees and and um, then um, everyone works on video these days. So what we did is we we, we hired QR codes behind images with little play buttons and we made an app so when you hover your phone over the over that image it'll turn into a video a bit like harry potter's newspaper yeah. i mean that's relatively old technology but still a lot of hard work you know to get it all done that's another whole layer of of production and 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 herding cats to get that done um so that's uh, one side of it then uh, when we got involved with the blockchain chapter in the gaming book and now that we're publishing the whole book on blockchain itself um, we've been thrown down the rabbit hole of turning the whole thing into an nft we have to build a, a library in the metaverse and we've, we've got these 3d books now floating in mm -hmm. in cyberspace where you can open them and and you know the nft itself is a goodie bag as well so when you get the book you own an nft of it which also gives you a whole bunch of other mm -hmm. other benefits so um you know that's that's the fun part about 
playing with all these innovators, we get to learn from them and, mm-hmm. and we got to, you know, stay up with the times. People still will always love the book and never throw it away. But, yeah. um, you know, we're going to add a lot as much technology to it as we can. Yeah. I think I think we can safely say we can give Sven the Metaverse Awardee the first person to use the term on the show this year. Well, so well done. <laughs> I'm amazed uh, that you managed to get that in so early in the year, Doc. Well done. Um, just, or someone if in, I can just add Yeah, to, please um, do, yeah. Sorry, sorry, if I can just add to what Sven was saying. Um, one of the questions we often get asked is, um, it's a book, you know, and, it, and it's so much more than just a book. It's a book in, in hardcover format, but it's also published online. We have an extensive ebook library, which um, gets over 4 million views. Um, so it really is a global um, brand that's getting a nice global audience as well. So it lives beyond just that hardcover book that we do have going out in South Africa. And on our website, we have over 5,000 stories of innovation with their own dedicated story and dedicated page. And, you know, that's testament to the great things that are happening around the world. Um, so everybody that collaborates with us and is part of this project it has the opportunity to reach an audience far beyond South Africa and be exposed on platforms beyond just the book. Yeah, but I think a lot of the onus on, on that is self-promotion. So if, you, if you've taken the time to engage right. with the book, you need to promote it to your own target audience. I mean, otherwise you're defeating the object of it, I would imagine. Um, exactly right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, um, you know, the whole model is crowdfunded book buying. Yeah. And um, you know, there's always about 100 participants in each book. Um, and, um, you know, some companies buy thousands and some startups will buy five and we don't put a gun to anyone's head. It's all depending on what, whatever people's means mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, usually anywhere between three and 5,000 copies will, will hit the streets and they, mm-hmm. and they form wings and go to all sorts of weird, yeah. wonderful places. But, you know, your target market's your target market. So, you know, you give the book to people that really matter to you and, um, then you're going to get better return on investment, but you're also piggybacking everyone else's distribution at the same time. Um, I'm going to just toss this one at you, Sue, because um, you're working with Anne and Debbie locally. Um, as you say, well-known names in the industry, so you know that that adds a lot to credibility. Um, h- how are you working into parallel sort of positive initi- uh, initiatives in South, South Africa? So we've got Brand SA, we've got the Good Things Guide. There's a number of initiatives here, all playing, you know, ostensibly into the upside and, and a positive spin on South Africa. Are they? Are you in competition with us, or do you invite them to play in your space as well? We absolutely invite them to play in our space, and we are in conversation with them. Um, I think that this project in itself really embodies the spirit of Ubuntu, which is what South Africa is all about. It's about you know showcasing the good news, sharing the togetherness, and helping make life in South Africa better for it for society, and th- this allows that to, you know to come to fruition. So our objectives are well aligned with the objectives of Brand South Africa, which is all about recognizing entrepreneurship, showcasing South Africa in a positive light, drawing investment into South Africa, and taking South African excellence to a global stage. So we welcome all those bodies across South Africa to to reach out to us and work with us on this. We are in conversation with many of them. And it's interesting that you mentioned the good things, guys. We are speaking to Brent Linda Q. I mean, what he's done and the movement that he started is superb. It's so he's definitely working with us, yeah. and, and we're gaining you know a lot of momentum from working with people like that. That's fantastic because I mean it is actually phenomenal what he has achieved. That it really is the numbers um, of followers is quite, quite remarkable. So yeah. that, that's that's really great that they're being built into the process. Doc, you're taking furious notes there. I'm, no, I'm, yeah, no, I'm just no. well, going to sit back and <laughs> marvel doing, at your depth the, of insight. Well, I'm doing the write-up to our podcast. You know, I may as well get it, <laughs> get it right. You know, use your time wisely. 
Um, so Sven, just at six weeks now that you've got left on this project, just from an urgency point of view, so just talking to our listeners out there, uh, creative houses, media houses, clients, uh, if you want to be part of it, please use your time. Get on, Sue's giving you the, the different URLs, the different sites, the different things. Be part of that conversation. Put your hand up as a, as a, as a company that has innovation of, of different descriptions. I'm right, eh, Sven? Six weeks to go, so don't delay. Yeah, probably another, I'd say, 30 stories left, uh, and, and then, then okay. it's done, and they'll take us about six weeks. Mm. Okay, yeah, so again, you know, please, uh, you know, as Gordon and I say every week, or most every week, um, it's not about us and great guests like today as well. It's about you, our audience, being part yeah, of the conversation, yeah. getting in, getting something out of it. Here's a great story uh, for you to be part of, to tell your story. And as you said, not just in the physical thing, we know we live in the, in, in the online and we yeah, have for yeah. a while. So it can get multiplied yeah. quite uh, extensively. Sven, just a quick question. I want to just loop back a little bit. Um, and you talked about the old publishing model. If I pay 60 grand up front, I get 60 grand's worth of space and I can say pretty much what I want and you can't really interfere with that. How, and, and Sue, whoever this, you know, needs to answer this one, how do you moderate um, content? I mean, what's the difference? But, you know, one person's innovation is another person's disaster. So let's, let's talk about Shell. For yeah. Shell, innovation might be fracking in the Karoo or sonic booms down the east coast you know and but for the communities involved it's a complete and utter disaster so who you know how do you decide what's an innovation and what's a disaster um i can give you there's a there's different um cities have different methods of sort of policing the content because um often we will either partner with a, with a mayor's office or the investment board or a big university and there's always you know a few larger organizations that get involved in our you know partners um we also make sure before we go to print that uh, the ebook version gets spread widely between everybody and everyone and make sure that everyone's happy before we go to print um you know there was a little bit of politics if so we try and avoid it um the um but you know we have our own editors, you know. So if if a story slips through that isn't right, then we have to correct it before we go to print. You know, you know, have enough people doing the proofreading, not just us. Um, people in the book as well, you know, can have a say, and um, and 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 yeah, it's kind of self-policed. And and mm. and and obviously, you know, if if, Sh if Shell wants to talk about fracking and innovation, we don't want that story if they've got a story because they've got a social responsibility yeah. theme where they're spending money on startups. Mm. You know, then that story is welcome. But you know, we're not. You know, so I suppose. Look again. I'm just trying to reflect on my interface with the website this morning and the ebooks I was working through. I think one of the advantages of the ebook is it gives me a, a kind of a right of response. It may be after the fact, but if I have got a case to make, is there a conduit for, for Innovate South Africa where I can go in and say, okay, actually it was my house that they sonic boomed and the window in my kitchen fell out. I mean, can I comment? More, can I participate in the book as a commentator and a reader? Um, yeah, well, we, Sue, maybe that's one that you answer because you're working with Kali on um – I'm setting up the, the newsletters and the membership. Um, um, yeah, if you could tackle that one, please. Yeah, it's definitely something we're working on. So, you know, the, the short answer is, is not yet. Um, perhaps informally, there's always contact details, and we are active on social media, particularly on LinkedIn. So there's, it's an opportunity for somebody who has something to say to reach out to us, but it's not a formal process. But as Sven alludes to, we are working on platforms that will bring the community together provide people to connect with each other, to have their say, to contribute um, on, on stories and on initiatives that, that impact them. 
So it's in the pipeline. And, you know, we hope to bring that to the fore in the coming months. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's a great another innovation, you know, just for the use of the word. Because, I mean, so often in the pay-for-play model, and we've all been participants to some degree, is that you actually believe your own PR, you know what I mean? And so you write something that is is nicely put together and you put all the best photos and, and all the rest of it in. And then you get given an award that's based on the, on the book. And then that's quite cool because you go there and you put a little seal on your on your on your email signature and, and it just it just becomes that circle, you know, when no one checks you. Yeah. No one checks the homework yeah. because I've paid and and that's my, my check. My as long excuse the pun. As long as my check is cleared, I'm I'm good to go. So yeah, I think you know, see we we we, we know about the, the world of, of questioning and the world of authenticity and triple bottom lines and, and different views of the world and, and people looking at things and not always believing. And it's not just you know, we we referenced the last two years and perhaps the mistrust, Gordon. We've spoken about media, you know, across what media types are trusted, not trusted yep. sources. But it's not a two-year phenomenon. <clears throat> it's been coming for a while. So I think people today are less trusting and question stuff. So when somebody looks at it, what you don't want is someone to say, ah, another glossy book that's been paid for by the guys who have obviously wanted their stories yeah. in the book. So you're right, Gordon. There's got to be a, some check and balance. And it's nice to hear that going forward, you know, people can comment and you'll – you may get a few trolls as, as life no, is. That, you know. that, that's, yeah. But you've got to take it. We're going to add just one comment there. You know, um, We also encourage to put a lot of startups in these books um, by the community. And you know, in America, every city has you know, 10 different co-working spaces funded by the municipality. Mm. And they have their blue-eyed startups that they want to be featured in the book. Yeah. And I can tell you, when, when the book's published or it's a year old, yeah. there would be two or three of these sure. that don't exist mm-hmm. anymore. Sure. Um, but the people themselves... They encourage to fail fast and carry on, and they've got yeah. another business, yeah, and, yeah. and 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 you know that's just the way of, the way it works. But I think that's also part of part of that mindset of 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 being an entrepreneur, being an innovator, being a a boundary pusher. You know what I mean? There's a chance you're gonna you're gonna get it wrong, but you have to have a go. You know, so I think that's the opposite side of being a sure as houses and nothing sure as houses. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of companies thought they're too big to fail until until they hit that iceberg. So we know that to be the case as well. But it's also nice to at least have the mindset that when you're reading it, to know that sometimes nothing's forever. You know what I mean? Including what's in the book, but at least that person, that guy, that girl's had a go and had a full go for now. And hopefully it's a success, you know? Well, I I, I just, yeah, I think the the concept's really interesting and and I love the energy in it and I love the interface, um, you know, beyond the page. I've just had a thought, you know, I mean, whether... We're big enough in an indu- as an industry in South Africa, I doubt it, marketing and advertising, but globally, the, you know, diversity, equity and inclusion mm-hmm. is, a, is a key driver for the, the world advertising industry. And I'm just wondering, pitch to you guys, I'd love to see an innovate DEI book on, on you know, global advertisers, how they've played out diversity, equity and inclusion on a global scale. Let's, there's a platform we could use to, to bring the, the industry together and rally them around key drivers and the DER scorecard, because you know my big kind of passion this year is the re-institution uh, of, of the MAC Charter. Mm. So DER is going to drive this country, and it's driving around the world for, for, for advertising and marketing. So there's my challenge, guys. I'd love to see an innovate advertising um, around the DER. How do we globally address this issue? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think just, sorry, Gordon, if I can, I mean, you and I haven't discussed that, and I suppose uh, 
you're talking about authentic DEI. You authentic. know what I mean? That's the important part here. Yeah. The practical is application, not, is not, not the just, theory. Not, it's uh, not yeah. just the pictures. You know, 100%. you've got to get the real differences in there to get a better outcome, whatever that better outcome 100%. is. 100%. Media, creative, strategy, whatever the case is. Yeah, okay. results. We want to see, I meant case study driven, yeah. not this is what my dream is. And yeah, Martin yeah. Luther King had the dream. Now we need to make the dream come true. Yeah. Well, you don't have to twist our rubber arm too much to get a book out. You know, so, so careful what you say. It may be there tomorrow. You see, Sven just doesn't have a pen. Otherwise, he's trying to, he's trying to wrestle my pen away from me now. Uh, Doc, I'm going to leave it to you to wrap. I'm going to just one last request to Sue while you're there. Sue, if you do come back to Jobic, please, Canadian maple syrup. Bring some for me because that's the real deal. You, you can't get that the stuff here. You can get substitute, but not the real stuff. You know, it's you, the good stuff. I'll be sure to bring you some. And I think the brand it was. I think the the it's the lowest end of the brand is was the best for me. I think it was it's Shack Number Five or something like that. So a big right, gallon okay. gallon drum of Shack Number Five <laughs> maple syrup will do me nicely. No, I mean Sue. I mean I don't know Gordon's. I don't know he's working up this year with this food thing. I mean last week it was. Anchovies, you know, the fish based uh, oh, has oh, been discontinued now. So now he was grumpy as hell about wet woe and, and picks anchovies. And now today he's obviously got woken up with a, a tasteful maple syrup of <laughs> his pancakes. Uh. <laughs> Great, man. Um, Gordon, thanks for your time again, as always. Uh, Sue, thanks for, for phoning in from, from Canada in the, in the morning there. And um, we appreciate your insights. Wish you well as a South African there. Um, and come and visit us in, in our summer months and so you don't have to shovel the snow around the, dri <laughs> the driveway. Absolutely. You can come and have a, well, cock a cocktail at Mshango or Camps Bay or wherever. You know? if, uh, I, if I can just, um, on that note, just comment that the culmination of this book project will be a launch event, which we're hoping to host in May. Um, all the participants who are part of the project will be invited to that. It'll be in collaboration with um, Anne Kirkpatrick's Marketing Achievement Awards. Okay. Um, and that promises to be a, a big event as well. So um, with all things being equal, I hope to come out and be there for that. Oh, well, that's wonderful. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. I welcome you because I'm, I'm working with Anne on those awards anyway. So it'll be nice. You know, I haven't met you, so it'll be nice for me to meet you and obviously for you to reconnect with Gordon in May. So that's fantastic. Sven, thanks for your time. Uh, again, you know, br breaking away from your family trip, and it's nice that you're in studio with us. I wish you well uh, in the book, 30 more spots, six weeks to go, so that's the call out. Please be part of the conversation. Thanks, thanks, um, Sven, thanks for your time. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh, with that, uh, on to next week. Uh, Gordon, we've got some more exciting guests, and uh, for our listeners, please stay tuned for The Doc and the Guru. Ciao for now. And so that was another episode of The Doc and the Guru. Please don't uh, forget to get hold of us on Facebook, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. And then from my side, you can get hold of me on LinkedIn, Dr. Doug Mataz. I'm uh, very active and very keen to hear about your views uh, and certainly will respond. And hopefully we can bring that into the show. Thanks, Doc. And it's uh, Gordon Miller, the Guru, signing off. Thank you for being with us and listening into this podcast today. You can pick up the discussion with me on my Twitter handle, at Mzanzi Media. And I'd love to engage with you on any of the issues that we've taken on in the show. And take us at our word. This is really going to be an open forum. There are no subjects that are taboo. And we'd love to have some of the younger, more under-listened, if that's the correct phrase, uh, voices to join us uh, in this discussion. Thanks for your time. 
The Dark and the Guru, proudly brought to you by Infinity Media, incubating innovative businesses in the media industry.